find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Luke 2 12. Baby blow hat in the manger. Luke 2 12. So baby Jesus. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes lying in a manger. That is great. Find baby injured. I want it right. I'll find baby wrapped in clothes lying in a manger. Look to 12. You'll find a baby wrapped in clothes. And lying? Lying in manger. You'll find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Luke 2 12. You'll find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Luke 2 12. You'll find a baby. What's up, Living Church? My name's Pastor Tim, and I get to be the kids' pastor here. And welcome to how we do things in Living Kids. This is how we do it. Hey, if you thought Pastor Trustin's prop game was on point, come and hang out with us in Living Kids. Hey, but real quick, I just want to honor uh, our pastors, Pastor Trustin and Rachel, Pastors Aaron and Whitney. I'm so grateful to get to work at a place that puts their money where their mouth is literally and saying that we don't just say we believe in the next generation, but we leverage all that we have for the next generation. And it's just so incredible. Yeah, come on. We say it all the time, but at Living Church, we believe that the kids, that living kids, that living youth aren't the church of tomorrow, they're the church of today. And so that's why we have them on stage, because they don't have to wait to reach like a certain height to start doing ministry. They can do it right now. And so we encourage it with everything we do inside living kids. Uh, if we have kids that attend multiple services, they go to a class that's just a little bit younger than them and serve in that class, because we want to teach them, even from elementary, that you've got to pay it forward to the generation that's coming after you, just like we're paying it forward to them. And so every week we're teaching them to serve and do all the same things that you guys do. Well, you guys haven't been in our service, but we've been going through a series called Christmas as well. And so in week one, we talked about our friends, Mary and Joseph. Joseph's trying to get away from me here. We talked about how the story of Christmas is kind of messy, that uh, to give a couple of teenagers control of the savior of the world is kind of a messy decision, and for a girl who wasn't married yet, and it was just a mess, but you know what, that Jesus comes right into the middle of our mess, no matter how messy it is, and that Jesus is the answer to our mess, and so we talked about that, and then uh, last week, we talked about the shepherds, and we talked about how they may have been messy and dirty and not totally clean, and maybe they didn't smell so great, but that Jesus is for everyone, that you don't have to get cleaned up to go to Jesus, that you go to Jesus to get cleaned up. And so Jesus, no matter your story, no matter the mess around you, Jesus is for you. Jesus is for everyone. And this week, we're continuing our series by talking about the wise men. And I'm so excited to talk about these because the wise men were doing something that we do every single Christmas. And if you're a husband in this place, you know what I'm talking about. 
they were on the hunt for the greatest gift. The elusive greatest gift. They're on the hunt for it. They didn't know it, but they were on the hunt for the greatest gift ever. And they didn't know what it was or where it was, but they were just following a star. And every year at Christmas, I go on a similar hunt for the greatest gift. And I can remember our very first Christmas as a married couple. I started my hunt at 8 p.m. on Christmas Eve. And Walmart was closing at 8.30. And so in those moments where the pressure is on, you begin to make decisions you wouldn't normally make given less pressure. And in that decision, I talked myself into believing that I had found the greatest gift. And so ladies, steal yourselves. I'm a married man, but I'm going to tell you what I found that Christmas she opened it, and she found a brand new photo printer waiting for her. This was like a $200 photo printer. It had all the bells and whistles, and I talked to myself, you know, you said you wanted to get into photography, so this would be great. And I'll, I'll recount, like in slow motion, how the opening process went for you. It went... And it's like $200. And so uh, clearly I've made a tactical error. So please take it back and get something that you would rather have. It's Walmart. She didn't say anything. She took the photo printer. And she put it up in the top of our closet. And it has stayed there as an altar to my failure for these many years. <laughs> and so every year... As we unpack Christmas, she unpacks it down from the closet <laughs> to remind me for the hunt, for the greatest gift, it doesn't begin at 8 p.m. on Christmas Eve. You see, it wasn't, it wasn't the value of the gift. It was the intentionality behind the gift that she found disappointing. It wasn't the amount of the gift, it was the lack of thought, it was the, the emotional cost of the gift that she found disappointing. And the wise men were on a hunt for the greatest gift. We start their story in Matthew chapter two. Starting in verse one, it picks up, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, they replied. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them exactly the time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Now, kids, do you think Herod really wants to worship Jesus? No, this is a trick. Here's what we know about the wise men. We don't really know much about them. Here, here's what we do know. They're magi, which we shorten to wise men, and they're from the east. That's it. 
We, we don't know. It doesn't say how many there are. Sorry, there, there may have been three. There may have been more. It doesn't say exactly what the reason was for them coming. It doesn't say where they came upon this information. It just says that they were wise men who came from the east. But here's what we do know. Is that God used their belief in astrology and eastern religion and even the forces of nature to draw them to him. What I love about this story is that the wise men were following a star, but the star was following Jesus. And I love how God will take even the unrelated circumstances in your life and use it together for the good to draw you unto him. And you're on a journey today, and whether you know it or not, God is using the circumstances, be they good or bad in your life, to point to him. That the heavens declare and everything in our lives declare the glory of God. And that God will use even Eastern Orthodox religion and astrology to point and say, everything is pointing to me. And so the wise men were on a journey. They didn't know for what. Maybe you're here today and you're not really sure why. Maybe you're here for one of these adorable kids on stage. Or maybe you're here just because life is a mess right now. And can I tell you that you're on a journey, and whether you know it or not, God is directing you and shouting at you, everything points to me. And that no matter the mess in your life, I'll take care of it if you'll just let me. You see, God loves to turn a mess into a message. God loves to turn a mess into a message. And no matter who you are, God loves to take that mess and turn it into a message. I'm so late. I'm still late. Yeah. Hi. Who are Hi. you? I'm the fourth wise man. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Did you just say you're the fourth wise man? Yes. You know the song, We Four Kings? No, uh, uh, yeah, We Three Kings. No, there's of four, four of us. They, they left me. They, they were like, hey, man, I'll be right back. I got to go get my camel. And they left me. <laughs> you know how bad the traffic is on 360? Wait, you were on... On a camel. You were on a journey to get to the birth of Jesus with the original three wise men? Yes, but they left me. Man, I'm so, I'm so sorry to have to tell you this, buddy. You're about 2,000 years too late. It was a long trip. Yeah. I'm super sorry, man. So uh, you're welcome to join the party here. I got, but, uh, I got this gift. Yeah? Well, hey, I tell you what, we're actually on a hunt today for the greatest gift ever. Maybe that I don't is know. the greatest I don't, gift. Could it's we? not. I'm just going to go get me some Chick-fil-A. Okay, well, let me give you, hold on, hold on, let me give you a gift. Here. Sorry you had to make the trip. Thank you. Thank you. Can we give it up for our friend, the fourth wise man? Sorry, buddy. The fourth not-so-wise man, just a little bit late. So today we are on a hunt for the greatest gift ever, and I'm hoping that whatever is in here can maybe help us. It's a clue, I think. It says, the greatest gift you'll ever receive isn't found underneath a tree. Huh. Well, that's not going to help me buy Beth anything, so... 
we got to keep going because the greatest gift you'll ever receive isn't found underneath the tree. She'll think that's cute for about five seconds, and then she'll want to unwrap something. In the story, I find it very interesting that when the wise men tell Herod why they're there, that he's disappointed, that he's even afraid, that he's even a little bit angry. And I always knew Herod was kind of a punk, but here's what this, if you didn't, let me read it again. It says, when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. Hold on. Not just Herod. Here's why. There will always be people disappointed with the simpleness of Christmas. And Jesus wasn't six foot eight and bench pressing 3,000 pounds, but he was a little baby. And some people will be disappointed in the simplicity that is Christmas. Y'all are all kind of looking this way. I don't. I, I, the Grinch? He's on stage. Yeah, I see a lot of Grinches here, but there's no Grinch on stage. No, there's, there's just, it's, it's just an LED wall, y'all. We paid, it's very lifelike. We paid a lot of money to make it lifelike. It's just, it's just a bunch of Grinch faces, because I'm talking about how Herod's kind of a, oh, hey, Mr. Grinch. Hey, you wouldn't be happen to, you wouldn't be trying to steal that present now, would you? You should. He's, do you think he's trying to steal this present? Oh, come on, Mr. Grinch. I thought we went over this already. Did we not? I thought you, you know the whole thing in your heart and the, yeah. The, do we need to sing the song again? All right, come on. All right, everybody. Fahu Dores, Fahu Dores, welcome Christmas something, something. Do you feel better? A little bit? you remember the real reason for Christmas? So you're not going to try to steal my gift? No? Thank you. What are you going to do with that? Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. I'm so glad that the Grinch is learning again the true meaning of Christmas. Hey, this isn't the only gift that you've tried to steal today, is it? No? Uh Uh-oh. You better go take care of that man. Christmas came through, and the Grinch found the strength of ten Grinches, plus two. 
I'm so glad that the Grinch got that sorted out. He did leave us a gift, though. Let's try to see another clue. This isn't going to help much, but it says it can't be bought. It can't be made because its price has already been paid. Okay, so the greatest gift can't be bought and it can't be made. That's not very helpful. I can't buy it. I can't make it. So how are you going to find the greatest gift ever this Christmas? This is not making it very easy for us husbands, is it? Golly, man, in situations like this, uh, I usually go to Pastor Trustin and ask him for wisdom, but I don't know. He may have gone to the bathroom or something. So I don't know. Maybe I should try to find somebody wise and helpful to... Oh, yeah! Hey, look at what luck. It's Little T. Yeah, what's up, LC? Hey, thank you, Little T, for showing up. I have kind of a, a conundrum here. Yeah, what's up? If you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Well, I hope you can. We're on a hunt for the greatest gift ever. Uh-huh. And so we have a couple of clues here. The first one is that the greatest gift you'll ever receive isn't found underneath a tree. Yeah, that's true. Okay. You know, for Christmas meat, I want some beef fajitas. And I never saw no beef fajitas under the tree. I guess when you're right, you're right. Yeah. Uh, the second clue is that it can't be bought and it can't be made because its price has already been paid. Oh, you know what that means? That means it's free. You know well, I love stuff that's free. Well, that's helpful. Yeah. So I guess we're kind of in this problem now of, I, I mean, it can't be bought and it can't be made and it's not found underneath the tree. And so if it's not any of those places, I'm not sure where to go look for it. I'm trying to find the greatest gift ever for the people I love and I can't hey, find it. Hey, Pastor Tim. Yeah. Have you checked this place called Best Buy? <laughs> they got all kind of stuff at Best Buy. Yeah. You can get a laptop. A refrigerator, a print, oh yeah, that photo printer, but hey, don't buy that no more, Tim. The, I think you're right. I think I tried that already, Yeah. and it didn't, it didn't work, and hey, so I'm not sure Best Buy is the right place. You know, where, you know where you can get a good gift for your husband? Well, not you, but where your wife can get a good gift for you? Yeah, sure, where? She needs to go to, be, she needs to go to, uh, she needs to go to Home Depot. Home Depot, huh? Yeah, I get a power drill and a saw. Well, yeah. Little T, I'm not sure that that we're going to be able to find it at Best Buy or at Home Depot or at Apple or IKEA or anywhere else because it says it can't be bought and it can't be made. Amazon don't have it? No. Afraid not. Not man. even Amazon. Man, they be sending stuff to my house so fast it's cr 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 crazy. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm at a loss now. We can't find it at any store, online or otherwise. There's no Black Friday deals on it. I don't know where to find the greatest gift ever. Oh, 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 hey. See, sometimes when you're trying to find a good gift, the devil, he be trying to show you something. Yeah. Wait, you know what He's I learned? kind of terrifying. I learned that you just got to say, hey, shut up, devil. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's how you handle that little T. Hey. You just took care of that devil. Man, I think we should put that on a t-shirt and sell it at the LC store. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. 
maybe the second greatest gift ever. So check that out after service. Well, okay. All right, give, give me the clues one more time. Let's try it again. The greatest gift you'll ever receive isn't found underneath a tree. And it right. can't be bought. It can't be made because its price has already been paid. Okay. Well, hey, whenever I have a dilemma that I can't figure out, I got to pull an MC hammer. You know what he said? No. You got to pray just to make it today. Okay. And you know who you pray to? Okay. Jesus. What's up, Jesus? <laughs> you know, Jesus, he's my homeboy. Hey, Jesus, do you have any idea that can help Pastor Tim find the greatest gift ever? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh he, he, wow. Oh, look, Jesus got a gift for you. Open it up. What's hey, in it? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Here, yeah, let's, what's up? let's open this and see. This gift is found inside your heart, and asking Jesus is how you start. Oh. Yeah, see, hey, that's, look at that. That's some wisdom, Jesus. Hey, this is, could the greatest gift ever be Jesus? I think so. Could I think the greatest gift ever is Jesus. What do you think about that, Jesus? Because that's what the wise men were on the hunt for? Huh? That, that's pretty incredible. The greatest gift ever, the wise men were searching for him. He can't be bought. He can't be made. The price has already been paid. He's not underneath a tree. He's not in a tomb. The greatest gift ever yeah. is Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, Tim, let me, let me just tell you something. At Christmas, it's not about the presents. It's not about the things. It's not about Santa or the stuff that he brings. It's not about the Christmas tree, the lights of the bling, but it's all about the glory of a newborn king. Yo, Jesus, it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. Goodwill to man, peace on earth. Hey, the reason of the season is you. We're going to get up and move. Yeah. Wow. Hey, uh. that's pretty incredible. Hey, can we first give a big thanks to Jesus? Yeah, Jesus. Uh-huh. And then can we give another huge round of applause to Little T Little for T in the house! Thank you, buddy. Wow. The greatest gift ever is Jesus. And the wise men were hunting for him all along, and they didn't have any idea but when they got there, they must have known. In Matthew 2, verse 9, it says, After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over a place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another way. You know, my favorite Christmas song has always been The Little Drummer Boy. I love the song, but not just because of the music, but because of the meaning of the song. One of my favorite parts of the song is where he says, I have no gift to bring that's fit to give a king. And maybe I love this song because I've always identified the most with him that Man, Jesus, I'm so grateful for what you've given me, the greatest gift that you are, but what on earth could I give back to you? And you see, I think today Jesus would want you to know that 
there's nothing you can give that would be the greatest gift ever except re-gifting that gift to others. And I think what Jesus would want you to understand today is that you can't outgive Jesus. You can just re-give him. You see, my favorite part of that story, something that as I read over this and prepared this message, it jumped out at me, was this. The wise men, it says, then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts. I think maybe the greatest thing that you could do this holiday season would be to open your treasures and give gifts based on that. Notice I didn't say money, so hold on there, Ebenezer, because it didn't say they opened their piggy banks or their checkbooks. And it said they opened their treasures, and from that they gave. The Bible says that where your heart is, that your treasure is. And so where you spend your thought and where you spend your money and where you spend your time, that's your treasure. And that the wise men opened up their treasures and presented them with gifts. If I were to guess at what my treasure might be, I think my treasure is my time. That the thing I treasure most in this world is time because there's so little of it. And the greatest gift ever is not one that you can beat. It is one that you can re-gift. And what Jesus would love for you to do is take that tag that says to you from God and scratch out that to line and say to my kids from God. To my coworkers from God. To that person that I've had a broken relationship with for far too long from God. Not from you, because you can't give gifts that have already been given to you. We're just little drummer boys with no gifts to give. But all he asks is that, hey, will you just take that tag on that gift that I gave you and re-gift that to someone else this holiday season? Will you just take the gift that I gave you and just play and just beat on that drum, and use the gifts that I gave you to give to others, one of the greatest ways you can do this is by serving and living kids. So if you haven't yet found your place to serve here at LC, maybe you're a little bit nervous to say, like, hey, puppets are not my thing. I don't want to be in an eight-foot-tall Grinch costume. That's okay. We need people that just hold babies and love on them. Because I tell you that we pray over those babies with every diaper change and with every minute that they spend in our care. We need people that will just sit there and smile and be the face of Jesus to people who are nervous and dropping their kid off for the first time. There are a million ways for you to serve at Living Church or Living Kids or Living Youth. And maybe the greatest gift that you can give this holiday season is to take the gifts that Jesus gave you and re-gift them.